Yeah, we should just drop the interview. Talk about SpongeBob. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. gonna say I could go on forever. That's Jellyfish cool. Jam. Wow. That was another good one. I literally pull up that song sometimes. No, it's like, like to just literally jam like on my lonesome. You know that new sometimes sound I'm... you're looking for? Well, listen to this. Sometimes I just walk into work and I just go, you make a loop-de-loop pimple and your shoes are looking good. Oh, yeah. You bend over and back. Yeah, it's so good. It is so good. It is so good. Today is a sad day, uh, a day that I guess will live on, ling- live on in infamy as uh, Thomas's last few days, few hours, um, few seconds. I would say um, he was a good man. Some even say he was a bad man, but but a good man nonetheless. A good man nonetheless. So uh, we have a new uh, host on the show working with me. Um, but he goes by the name of, you know, ironically enough, uh, Thomas, Mr. Thomas Oled. How are you doing? I was trying so hard to find that one speech the guy does in the. I was waiting for you was, to. Gra- <laughs> what was the Adam Sandler movie? Billy Madison. Oh. I wanted to do this. Spe- no, you're good. I wanted to do this speech where he's like, none of that could be construed as rational thought. Everyone here is now dumber for having listened to what he said. <laughs> Uh, hello, my friend. How's it going, Mark? Ah, not uh, pretty good. Pretty good. You're about to say not good. <laughs> I know. You know, what I'm fucking excited for. What are you excited my for? My grandma sent me a hundred dollars for Christmas. Really? I am gonna buy some Legos. That's fantastic. That's what you. <laughs> the whole hundred dollars just Legos? No. Maybe like, a little maybe bit. Maybe a little bit of hundred dollars. <laughs> <I mean, laughs> hey, you know, it's not like they ever like Legos never stopped being cool. Okay, yeah. It just got I agree. to a point where they're like, you're too old enough to like them. I'm like, the fuck? Why? Because they're just like tiny am I, little Am I supposed objects? to wake up one day and suddenly not think Legos are cool anymore? Yeah, man, Legos are pretty good. They're, I, I, they're, dude, they're awesome, especially yeah, the man. stuff we got How today. many Legos do you have? By oh, brick. By brick? Yeah. Six trillion. Six trillion? <laughs> That's a lot of bricks. You fit all that in your ass? In my, what? In your room? <laughs> I fit all that in my ass. It's like, Mark, 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 the, the hell? Come on, Thomas. Um, we cannot misunderstand each other. Mark, me and Mark started playing D and D together. Mark, yeah, I man, it's been, a, it. it's been a lot of fun. He likes it, he, and you were you just kind of started a little bit before me, right? No, I've been playing it for a long time. Really? Yes. That's crazy. Played it with my friend Zeke back when Fifth Edition just came out. Oh, okay. All right. Yes, yeah, a lot of fun. We we're hoping to uh, bring uh, Aiden, who's Thomas's best friend. We had him on the show before, and uh, kind of do like a little like instruction manual uh, of how to play D&D for those of you who like to try and jump on it if you ever have friends. Long story short, we're super nerdy. We love it. It's great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's really hard to learn sometimes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But, you know, so well, it's, what, a, what's not hard to learn? Exactly, man. It's not hard to learn. Time. Mark, what's not hard to learn? Nothing, man. Nothing. Nothing's not hard to Nothing's learn. Nothing's not hard to learn. Yeah, you can learn anything. Dude, well, you can learn nothing, though. You can. That is and easy. That, that's, that's, that's probably the easiest That's the easiest one. one. Like, you can master that. I already did. Boom, I just mastered Dude. it right now. 
that's all you do though. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> all right. That's fantastic. So so today on our show we have uh, a legend, a legend, a fluent French speaking. Um, what are those called? People who go to other countries to broker peace. Uh, speakers? No, that's what people who talk are. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, they, public speak? No, what are they called? They're, they're called, I don't know. Not like liaison. Advocates? I don't know. No, they're, uh... Administrators? Oh, God. I'm, I'm just throwing words out there for you, man. Alexa, do you know what I'm talking about? I'm trying to think. I can't... <clears throat> who just speak? I couldn't even translate? tell if she's, cause she's speaking in French Smokes right first. now. <laughs> I, I know, I can't right? even... She's, she's, when, you're guys, when you guys are hearing it, it's being translated in no, English. No, it's like, what, what, are those, what are those assholes who go to other countries and be like, let's not go to war? Damn. I can't not think. Peacemakers? Like, not negotiators. I don't know. We've gone through it Damn for it. too long. <laughs> How do I even look this up? How do I? What, what do I put in the Google? Peacemaker title. No, Maybe. that's not. <laughs> that's what. That's not specific enough. Okay, something like that. Well, yes, a legend in her own right who goes to school in New York City. Her name is Alexa Madrid. How are you doing today, Alexa? I'm doing fabulous. That's fantastic. Doing great. She also represents France um, diplomatically. Ooh, mm-hmm. that's the really whole, far. Yeah, <laughs> she does both. She, soccer she, teams she, and everything. She, she commutes bro. to work. So Yeah, I really love learning languages. So I know a little bit of French. I try teaching myself a little bit of Italian, Portuguese, no Spanish, mm-hmm. um, know a little bit of sign language. So. Mm-hmm. Do me some sign language right now for the people listening. Um... There we go. Wow. That was the that, that was that was, really good. That was the coolest shit I've ever seen that in my life. Really, really good. And I think people are at a loss for not being able to see it. It's my performance. We'll so, have to meet you. In, you have to do a sign language concert. I'll do it. That'd be great. Everyone will line up. I'll suck the entire time. Say something. Who's your opening act? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you'll be like. <laughs> and everyone will be like, ah! <laughs> God, Do you know bro. that scene in SpongeBob, um, the SpongeBob SquarePants movie, where they're like trying to fight off the monsters and they're just hitting their chest? Oh, yeah. Go Pat, go yeah. Pat. Go Pat. That movie is one of the funniest movies of all time. Oh yeah, the best. That like I'm not even being sarcastic. No, ten out of ten. Like, God, they're it, it's hilarious. <laughs> I remember Best seeing the ending right when they were like getting really dry under the lamp and as a kid <clears throat> bawling oh, my eyes out yeah. and I look at my mom and I was like, mom, is this camp is the ending? <laughs> and she was like, Alexa, just finish the damn movie. And I was like, but no, they can't die. That was so crazy. Because you, you think about it and it's like, yeah, you're, these children just saw them like fucking <laughs> dry out and, and die. Literally. <laughs> Slowly, though. Or it'd, like, it'd be the tear of the goofy goobers. <laughs> Dude, what did they them? Like their tears? Yeah, so they cried. Oh their tears formed a heart and then went down the um, the electrical like, socket. Dude, what and a beautiful it started, moment. started the smoke alarms. So intense. Oh, it's like and David Hasselhoff. Was what like, is this place? Yeah. And the dude gets like a clam, puts some googly oh, eyes on it, yeah. and calls it Alexander Clam Bell, <laughs> yeah. and he's like, "We're in a knickknack shop." I always love the so hey, who's blowing all these bubbles? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then the 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 best, arguably the best part, when they're at the beach and they're like, "How are we gonna get back to Bikini Bottom?" Oh, yeah. I could take you there. <laughs> David Hasselhoff body rolls his forms. <laughs> like, I think when he swims, he doesn't even swim. He just like puts Yo, his he, arms he up like a thing m- in the Incredibles where Mrs. Incredible like shapes yes, into Literally. a boat. And then and there's a part where like Dennis is fighting them and he falls back and he takes his knife out and like stabs his butt that. and he's yeah. like, hey, be careful wow. back there. Yeah. Dude, that movie's iconic, oh. bro. And then of course the part where he's like, I'm a goofy goober. And we get the we get, we get the best cover. Of a song which I think is by Twisted Sister. 
I think that is that song. Yes, um, I want to sure. rock. Mm, yeah. Um, the best shit ever. Yeah, Patrick and the fish in the fishnet that is started. That's just a classic, like, classic movie. Scene. All of the scenes are like the reason unbearable. why people are so into fishnets today is because they saw Patrick wear them Literally, as yeah, kids. Man. He was the inspiration. He was a trendsetter, man. The icon. That movie was. Freaking amazing. <laughs> I haven't seen the new one. I heard it's pretty good, too. Though. I haven't seen the new one, either. After the emotional turmoil, I went mm-hmm. from the first one. I don't know if I could. Top yeah. 10 satisfaction. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to hurt me like that. Can't top I that. can't. You have, favorite, uh, you have a favorite episode of SpongeBob? I really like the one where it's like a uh, like a documentary about the Krusty Krab. Oh, oh. yeah. The secret formula. <laughs> Poop. People order our patties. That's a good one. That's, that's a, yeah, a good, that's one. good one. I love the sweet victory one. That's another good one. <laughs> For the owner of the white sedan, you left your lights on. That's a great That was like spot on. Thank you. Good job, man. <laughs> um, I also love the part where they're doing the marching van and the baton twirlers are twirling oh, yeah. their batons so fast. <laughs> they hit a blip and explode. Oh, oh man. So yeah, we should just drop the interview and talk about SpongeBob. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, I could go on forever. That's Jellyfish it. Jam. Mm-hmm. Wow. That was another good one. I literally pull up that song sometimes no, it's like, like, to just literally jam like on my lonesome. You know that new sometimes sound I'm, you're looking for? Well, listen to this. Sometimes <laughs> I just walk into work and I just go, you make a loop-de-loop pimple and your shoes are looking good. Oh, yeah. You bend over and back. Yeah, it's so good. It is so good. It is so oh, good. So, so how how much has SpongeBob impacted your life? Yeah, man. So much. I, that's literally all I used to watch as a kid. I used to watch Fairly Odd Parents. That's a classic. Um, Danny Phantom. Danny but Phantom. like SpongeBob, SpongeBob is one where like I, m- the script is memorized. Yeah. Like it's ingrained. Damn. I remember when they started releasing new episodes and I couldn't commit. I yeah, was like, man. this might not be. The classics are too good to. And when Tom passed. Oh, no, Tom Hiddleston, no. rest in peace, making a legend. Yeah. Do you remember, I think it was the episode where, where Spongebob and Squidward had to watch the Krusty Krab overnight, <laughs> and they blew it up, and Mr. <laughs> Mr. Krabs comes in, sits down, falls apart, and he's like, <laughs> like just chunks of him fall off. It's you want to see me run behind that rock? You want to see, see me, me do, do it again? again? Krakatoa! <laughs> no, Krakatoa! Oh or when Patrick like, yeah, I just want to see me touch my toes, he puts his hands up, <laughs> and he has his toes go around him backwards to touch his fucking hands. Oh, man. Bro. It's pretty great. You know the, so the Nosferatu episode? Yeah. You know, that episode yeah. was great, but my favorite part is when he's like telling him the story. He's like, and then, and then, and like, then. hey, you have any ketchup? Oh yeah, here you go. <laughs> the walls ooze green slime. Oh wait, but they always do that. <laughs> Yo, the, the level of or the type of humor is just yeah. I think somebody said amazing. like we always like enjoyed SpongeBob for SpongeBob, but as we got older, we understood. Um, hey, you understand Squidward? Like bullshit. Squidward was just Squidward was an ass, man. <laughs> Squilliam, Squilliam so underrated oh, oh I love Squilliam the... <laughs> is like I, I think about him so often I gotta <laughs> see like, if I could Squilliam. find the meme real quick <laughs> where it's like it's stuck in my head now it's a, literally a jam dun, dun, dun. is that it's the so episode good. where they're having a party at his house yes oh when God. I'm pretty sure it starts at the field and then he brings one home with him or something. Oh, yeah. And then it like hijacks his speakers. Yes, I'm ugly yes. And yeah. I'm proud. Say it louder. I'm ugly <laughs> and I'm proud. Is that what he's calling it these days? <laughs> Literally. So, so I found good. this. This We might have to cut this out, but I love this meme so much. <laughs> you 
I have a super chat. I've never seen it. Uh, I remember oh when I, I love that <laughs> shot. He's like a melody. <laughs> I remember when I was in school. I wanted to do that thing where he like put the. They did like the production at Krusty uh, Krab. Uh, yeah. And he has the broom and he's just cleaning up the. Thing. Oh, and everyone thinks it's the greatest thing ever. Yeah. God, what was that show on? I wish bro. I. I wish I smoked a tenth of what they smoked when they were making that show. That's crazy, so bro. Good. So. Dude, what are they? What are you guys gonna do? Mm. Throw each other brains out? And he's like, "Wait a minute!" <laughs> well, All right, Patrick, it's out. <laughs> so good. Oh man. So other than SpongeBob, what else do you like? You're like nothing. That's, <laughs> That's my life. Um, what else do I like? I like so many things. Um, well, what I'm studying right now is based in like education. I also love art, every type of art. So, um, so you want to be like a teacher? Everyone says that. It's so underwhelming because I don't want to teach. Um, well, no, being a teacher is not underwhelming. No, it's a, it's like... I think te- like literally being a teacher is one of the most important jobs mm-hmm. ever. So underrated, so underpaid. I actually have a friend who is a teacher in Boston. Um, <clears throat> but I don't know. I don't see myself. I think the si- like education system is just yeah, wrecked. Kind of trash. <laughs> um, mm. It's wrecked and... I think I struggle with working within a system that still practices things that disenfranchise students. Yeah. So I wanted to do something like higher, um, trying to like just change things. Um, I also, I was telling Mark this the other day, just kind of want to say this masters and just do art, um, like get in my own studio, paint, draw. I'm obsessed with music. Um, I also miss acting. What? Who's your favorite like musician? That's such a hard question. I suck at picking favorites because um, my music taste is literally all over the place. Okay. All over the place. Um, I don't have a favorite, you, though. A favorite genre? Genre. Um, according to Spotify, yeah. Wrapped 2020, <laughs> my favorite genre is alternative R&B, mm. um, oh. which is something I could listen to all the time. So, mm-hmm. What makes it alternative? That's what I was thinking. I'm, I'm wondering if it's like newer R&B mm. um, that makes it alternative because they do more experimental I wonder what stuff. new R&B sounds like in the alternative sound. I could probably like look up. What's that one that one know. video, super famous video of people put on to study and it's that girl doing homework. What are those called? It's like the... It's the second time, Thomas, where you mentioned something and we're <laughs> no, both no, no, no. Like... It's like, it's like, it's, oh my God. It's... I'm slowly trying to yeah, find me... the file. <laughs> It's like like a slow process. Something something, girl does homework beats okay. the study too. What okay. are those called? Oh, like lo-fi. Lo-fi. That's what yes! it is. I could not. I love you lo-fi. Just, I, I don't know why. I, I do listen to I lo-fi. I totally forgot the word lo-fi. Lo-fi yeah. is fire. Man. Lo-fi is, it's I love fire lo-fi. is great. Fire, I like it because it's like, man, this isn't even words. Yeah. It's just. It's just but sounds. it's vibe. It's, just, it's vibes. It's just sounds right. So vibe. Yeah. I use that to study too. If I'm in like. Me too. Because when you're studying and there's just silence, you start to contemplate, and it just Maybe go you off. You should find like Billy Joel lo-fi. There's no such thing as Billy Joel lo-fi, Mark. Even the idea of that grosses me out. <laughs> I was like, Thomas is offended right now. I, um, have you have you ever listened to the, any of our episodes before? To the podcast? Yes, so I you, heard you say Ramses, and I was confused. Ramses. Yeah. When did you, when did when you did say, say Ramses? Ramses? I don't. Oh. I didn't. Yes, I listened to the podcast. Oh, okay. Ramsey's mm-hmm. is. I, uh, so you, I mean, do you know I'm a huge fan of Billy Joel? Yes. Yes, okay. I was like, <laughs> I think I've I said that enough times on the podcast yeah. for people to just understand. <laughs> yeah, he's, um, the goat. 
this legend the man sent by god to show people what music is wow. i would say whoa that's like pretty ambitious it's ultimate ultimate yeah i mean top tier all right if it, if it wasn't up to snuff i wouldn't say it but do you listen to any bitty any bitty dope <laughs> any bitty dope do you listen to any billy joel <laughs> alternative billy joel <laughs> alternative <laughs> billy joel. um i do but not avidly you can fix yeah. that. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to offend. Not happening. I can send you a playlist. Please. Yeah, <laughs> please do. I love playlists. Literally, music sharing is like my heart. So please do. You mean I was talking to Mark about this because I was like the most the most recent song on my entire playlist is is Ho Hey, as far as terms of like you know. And that was like 2011. Yeah. Isn't that Lumineer? Yeah. Yeah. So that was like the most recent song. I love that. It's a really like, it's one of those songs where like, you just get in your car, it's sunny and you're going to have a good day. Like that is that song. Do you you have a song that you listen to that pumps you up, gets you like excited? Oh my gosh. I have so many. Um, What is it called? Push It by Salt and Peppa. That shit gets me like hype. Push it. Hype. There was another song over the summer that no matter when I put it on, I was just on one. I don't remember what it was, though. But I have so I'm telling you, it literally ranges genres. Heck yeah. Um, Heck yeah. But Push It is a good, like, um, I'm in it to win it. So th- that's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. I'm, um, Mark, do you have one? Um, I don't really know. You know, Don't Stop Me Now by... Ooh! That's a good one. Ooh. That's a good one. What? I used to blast that. Don't Stop Me Now. Yo. Yeah, that's, a, no, that's some good shit. Like, that's head out the window. Yeah, Don't running. stop me now. I was like, I, I literally felt like limitless, like untouchable whenever yeah. I play that song. Don't do the sky. Yeah, like, yeah, like a Defying the laws of gravity. Yeah, I think what mine's... About, what about you? Mine's like, I think it's either Jump by Van Halen. Oh, that's a good one. Or it's St. Elmo's Fire. I get up. That's that's mm. that's what you would do. Yeah. I think... You guys ever heard St. Elmo's Fire? That sounds super familiar. That's the one if like, you played it, I would know. I could see the... I could see the better, higher and higher. Oh, yeah. All I need is a pair of wheels. Take me where my future's lying. It's St. Elmo's Fire. That movie. That song song was made for for the movie St. Elmo's Fire. Rob Lowe got a start in that movie. Really? Yes. I think at the end they burn a building down? Could be wrong. I think they have all these songs. I think this is just a karaoke session on it. Absolutely. I'm so here for it. I have this, like... We built this city. I don't want to say We built this city. We built this city on a rock. We built this city. I can't. I have this, like, thing where it's like, if I could play one song for the rest of my life, like, if my life was a movie and I could have it play in any scene, it would be You Know What's Up by Donald Jones. Donald Jones. Donald Jones? Donnell, yeah. Oh, Don, goes, oh Don, Don, Donnell. Say what, yeah. say what, say what. You know that I like it, baby. Girl, you know what's up. So we got Donald Jones in the room right now. <laughs> yeah, we do, man. It's, Musical Yo, guest. it's like... I've never heard, yo, I've never heard it before. So that was, you need to hear it. That's cool. It is... When I tell you... This is like... Seat all the way back in the car. Low riding. Oh, snap. Like, oh, damn. Oh, that's my in my song. in my Chevy Spark. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it riding. is. It's that's the song yeah, of Alexa for the rest cool. of life. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So you so you said you don't have a favorite artist, like a favorite musician or anything. It's so hard to choose. I think because it also varies in waves. Like if I ever get onto a new artist, then I'll be like, I could listen to them for weeks. In terms of like back to basics, my all time favorite artist that I always go back to. 
It's so hard to choose. I know in high school it was like the Beatles, but that was, it was, yeah. And then I I feel like everyone likes the Beatles. So I was like, nah, I don't. I feel like they're overrated. No, I agree. And I think that that's what I'm saying. I literally fluctuate so much. I feel like in high school, Beatles were huge for me, like maybe freshman year. And then it just started, like as my music taste started oscillating like crazy, um, it just kept changing. Like, I, I think, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's so hard. I'm literally, the podcast will be over by the time I figure out my favorite <laughs> artist. Like, did you listen to a lot of Beatles when you were younger? Me? Yeah. Hell no. I don't think I did I listened either. to Come Together and I was like, the yeah, only this, song is, this is their only good one. <laughs> the only song I actually listened to was like the one, what's the one from Ferris Bueller? I will shake it up, baby. Now that's and shout. Is that Beatles? Twist and shout. Shake it up, baby. Come on, come on, come on, come on, get now. That's not only. Wow, that's Beatles. Yeah, I thought that was some other guy. I think it was early. I think when I was younger, I was introduced to this movie called like Across the Universe, and it was literally a. It was a. Oh yeah, that's. You know what I'm saying? So I was like obsessed, and then that got me on my Beatles jump. I didn't grow up listening to the Beatles. My mom did not listen to that smack. She did not. My mom was like madonna freestyle 70s 80s like why also 90 oh, yeah you you wanna oh, <laughs> this mm, is the mud thomas what's that <laughs> so, question mark thomas <laughs> um so you Love said you like around. to you like to paint and stuff too i do so what do you you think what's your your preferred expression of art painting um music? Probably a little bit of both. So in undergrad, I actually studied expressive art therapy, which is literally applied therapy. So I would be a therapist, but then work with people. Instead of talking, sitting down and talking with them, I would do, let's paint a picture. Let's write poetry. Let's do music. You know what I'm saying? So I would help like, or that goal at the time was to help people really open up through a medium other than talking because talking could be really intimidating. I've always thought that was incredibly interesting because it's like you... It's like interpretive, right? That's what. Yeah. It, so it's like they would um, like draw a picture of of your family. Yeah. And then you take the picture and you notice like, oh, it, yeah, the kid drew themselves far away from the parents. Yeah. Because they probably don't feel like their parents are. Yeah. Short. And That's, it's it's yeah. so interesting because kids don't recognize that significance. Absolutely. They're kind of just being, you know. Yeah, that's really cool. It's really, it was dope. And then I was like, I don't want to do therapy. Um, <laughs> Therapy's kind of sad. Yeah, I don't want to do therapy. I had this like placement that was really, really intense. Um, and I did a couple things or activities with the kiddos and like really, really hard stuff came to the surface of like their experiences, which was always really oh. emotional. Um, but in terms of one medium, since I was, when I was an undergrad, I was literally like exploring all of these different, I guess, tunnels of art. Um I honestly feel like I thrive best when they're all together. Like, I think when I was younger, writing used to be my all-time medium. Like, all I would do is write. Either it'd be poetry, journal. I still journal a a bunch, but not as much. I think the thing for me with journaling is, like, I literally feel like I'm emptying myself out of whatever I, I don't know how to describe it <laughs> it's like when you're riding on a interstate or something and you're really low on gas like that's what writing feels like to me I think it takes a lot all at once mm. and then painting for me is just like a slow and steady process that I feel like I'm I'm present with like yeah. I sit down I'm there paintings there and I'm creating music feels like an endless like journey for me yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so they all feel very different I've always liked the when you're mad at someone, you know, write that, write an angry letter first. Because mm. it's like, 
when you're mad, you just want to yell at that person. Yeah. And then immediately afterwards, you're like, I shouldn't have done that. Why yeah. did I do that? I could have, you know. That's wild. So I've been thinking about this thing lately. So in terms of writing an angry letter, <clears throat> something that I had been reflecting on a lot was like the difference between reacting and responding. And so I think when we have, like whenever we have really heightened emotions, that anger or any negative emotion, I mean, I don't want to say that anger is a negative emotion, but anything that we feel a very in a very heightened state, we react to immediately. Like that's the anger, that's the sadness um, that wants to just like be present and respond to whatever situation it is versus responding where like <clears throat> you're able to sit with those emotions in solitude and figure out where they're coming from, why you feel them. And then go back to the situation and be able to like effectively respond. Mm. So I've been trying to like work out that balance of reacting to a situation versus responding. And it's tough. You're, it's when tough. you're when you're yeah. emotional about something, it's, it's like your brain <laughs> your, your brain shuts off except for yeah. that one part. You're just like, oh, I'm angry. I'm gonna mad. Yeah, I I like ran into this thing with a friend recently where. It's also difficult, right? Because people are just different, which is another thing that I've been trying people to People like, are just different. Just different. Like, it's difficult out there. <laughs> I mean, in the most simplest way possible. Like, I had this... I don't want to say tiff, but I had something with a friend. And for me, like, as my method of... Instead of reacting, wanting to respond, I took time away from, like, talking to them just to, like, figure out my words and figure out what I wanted to say and how I felt about the situation. And then she had felt like pretty bad about it because her communication style is completely different. She would prefer like talking about it right then and there to just resolve the issue quicker. And I was like, dang. So even in this space of like trying to be, I guess, emotionally like, how do I say? I guess responsive to like the other person and my, like myself, there's, there's still going to be a discrepancy in like communication or whatever other level of like mm -hmm. human interaction that people have yeah which is real yeah. well, it's also interesting because you typically a person will form friendships with a person who's unlike them mm. in multiple ways because yeah. i it's weird you would figure a person who likes to communicate a lot would would want to be friends with someone else who communicates a lot but it's mm -hmm. like i don't know why but i feel like nine times out of ten it's the opposite we want to be with someone we're uh, opposed to why do you think that is i think it's uh it's like we we aim to fill a void of communication, right? So if that void has been filled, then we see that it's like... I, this like also, it's not challenging us? Yeah, like sub subconsciously, okay. I think mm, this happens. That's interesting. Because it's like... Hmm. You know, like me and my best friend are like two completely different people. Yeah. I'm like, you would figure you'd want to be friends with someone you're just like, but that's just like... I'm like, why would I want to be friends with myself? <laughs> yeah. I'm a dick. <laughs> and I'm like, I hate that guy. That's right. I fucking hate that guy. You know, but, but no, I, I find that really interesting. I guess it, maybe it's like you feel you can help better them or in turn they can help better you. Mm, which I think is where the growth happens. And the growth happens if it wants to, right? There's right? room for that. I think too, what's interesting, something I've also been reflecting on is like, I guess my close friend group that i have now i don't want to say we're all similar but we're pretty like in the way that we support each other like in the way that we communicate those things are similar um so then when i'm like going into new and different friendships i sometimes just expect people to get it like to get who alexa is or to get you know what i'm trying to say or to speak my language mm -hmm. french no i'm kidding and that, <laughs> not french and that, that's always that's, finished, that's always yeah. so hard so hard so hard 
Oh, so hard. Like so hard. <laughs> so hard. Thanks, Mark. Mark, <laughs> Mark, put the cherry on top. Yeah. So hard. So hard, man. Extremely. Yeah. Like um, I'm going to a new school, and I'm yeah, and especially. I guess it's like different when you're a kid because kids are still they're still forming their themselves. So yeah. when you're like you know you're an adult now, you're not gonna do much much more changing, mm-hmm. more or less. So mm-hmm. you go to a new place and you're like, damn. I've got to do the first six months of like introductory to Thomas before I can give yeah. them the you old know, fucking full Thomas. Yeah. yeah. And then even then, I'm not even sure if they'll like it. Yeah, it's so wild because it's it's what boggles my mind is like how much we know ourselves and how much we know ourselves enough to know how much to give to someone else. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Like that's exactly what you just said. Like right. I have to sometimes give myself in doses because I'm like, I don't know. If <laughs> yeah, like, like, look, I, I, take like, like the first time I meet you know? them, I'm like, look, yeah, I can go, I can give you full Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're ready for that though. <laughs> like yeah. I, don't, I don't personally, I don't think you can handle it. Yeah. That's funny that you bring that up because I feel like when we met, I think I gave you full <laughs> Mark. mark mark just knows mark only knows full mark <laughs> but that's the, i think that's also beautiful too to yeah, mention yeah, yeah, yeah. because there are particular people that we could show up 100 percent as and them also like accept you know what i'm saying it's take all, that yeah. in it's all about know? the idea of like Dang. you you think like- they might not be they might not be ready for it right you you make you come yeah. with that idea but you don't, you don't know maybe they could be ready for it maybe they're down as fuck and you're just <laughs> doubting yourself but it's like taking you in with open Dude. arms i think mark is like having <laughs> i just realized that i did that <laughs> i didn't even know right bro now. when we first met we were well we we had known of each other but like the first time we hung out we were like playing basketball one day and he brought gatorades i brought two and- gatorades i had to pick him up this is the first time we were ever alone together and he i think he sat in the back seat of my car so, so i picked up mark and i got two gatorades because they were buy one get one and yeah. i was like good for me i'm gonna get two gatorades love it mark goes in my car he goes Oh, you got two of those? Oh yeah. He just takes one. He takes one and starts drinking it. What the heck? There was Mark? no there was no can I <laughs> there was no, no hey, which one do you do you want? He just took it. Like I got it for him. <laughs> I didn't even know I did that. And then in my mind I was like Okay. I like, <laughs> I like right. this guy. I'm like gonna have a hard time with this kid. <laughs> and the funny thing is, I still don't like this guy. <laughs> no. I'm kidding. Me and Mark got pretty close. We got uh I don't remember how, but it happened at some point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's dope no i read this book recently it's called big friendship how to keep each other close this is not sponsored um but it really rocked my world <laughs> please sponsor us um <laughs> uh really rocked my world like it talks about how friendships are such vital relationships in yes. our lives that i think we underestimate it in relation to like familial relationships or mm-hmm. like romantic relationships um and pff, how much i've been thinking about this book is wild like it just talks about they literally come up with different vocabulary words for things that you experience in friendship. So like <clears throat> when your other friend is like doing their best, you also do your best, you know, and like how you support each other yeah, co-constructively. Um, but then that too, like how you just grow to like the things that, you know what I'm saying? Just like tiny things like that. I don't know. I think friendship is medical. Have you heard the expression blood is thicker than water? Yeah. Do you know about the full expression of that? i've heard of it but refresh my memory because i'm the, not gonna lie the blood of the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb which means mm. the uh relationships made by choice are more powerful than ones made by uh like family, family. yeah which is very true yeah honestly i can't say i'm close with any of my cousins as close as i am with you know my friends mm-hmm. and i'm like damn 
Like, if I, if they were like, you could never see your family in Connecticut ever again. I'm like, I haven't seen them in eight years. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't make a difference. But if they were like, you yeah. can't see your friends ever again, I was like, what am I going to do? That would hit, yeah. Mm. That would, ugh, that would suck. That's like yeah. my worst nightmare. But in this book, it said how to keep them, right? Yeah. What was the main way to keep them? <clears throat> so, it talks about, like, so the, it's, it's these two women that were best friends, and they kind of just hit, like, a... a a wall I, w- I would want to say and what happened was at this point <clears throat> was that they didn't again know how to communicate um or communicate their needs to each other no matter how long they had known one another and how many things that they had been through so it was talking about how really again shifting the way that we think about friendship versus other relationships that we have so they were saying how like <clears throat> again when we have a friend and something's intolerable, the first thing that we think about is cutting them off. Like, quicker than we would a family member yeah. or uh, a partner. And it was saying that if this relationship is worth it for the long haul, like, that's what one of the chapters is called, like, mm. the long haul, um, then doing anything in, in your ability to, like, make that work and mend that, it is worth it if it's worth it to the both of you. Mm-hmm. Um and that just like it, it I don't know, it, it reshifted and reframed a lot in my mind because um, it also just talks about joint effort. Like yes. these two people wanted to make this work and wanted to make their friendship work. And it was interesting because they were like they went to therapy and they were saying that they like it's not couples therapy. Like friend therapy. Yeah, Whoa. friend Whoa. therapy, dude. Life changing. Imagine like being like we're changing. such good friends like. We need to go to friend That's therapy. what I'm saying. This was this book was just so meta to me because it's wow. nothing I've ever heard that's so of. Cr- that, that's like that's like so new. Yeah, I've never I never would have ever thought. And about they that. they that's were crazy. saying that you know to find a therapist that one didn't think that anything romantic was happening because it was platonic like mm-hmm. the, the relationship w- was, was it platonic. a girl and a girl or boy and a yeah, girl? Yeah, no, it was oh, two okay. girls, two women. So it, it, <laughs> I did, we had a hard time finding a therapist. Who just didn't think we were gay yeah and and like didn't have more like more than platonic feelings for each other yeah Yeah, because it's usually like couples therapy or things Mm -hmm. like like there's not nothing as that exists like a friend therapist i know know? there's a whole branch of psychology that's just like everything we do is about sex oh yeah fuck yeah do those things like no i don't think so yeah and i think that's that's the thing we again something else i think about is like how surface level i think we get like Mm -hmm. i'm i don't know i'm just the type of person that just dives deep into the like I don't know, abyss of thought. And when I was reading this book and I was thinking about how I think we do friendship a disservice when we don't get deep enough or any relationship, Mm -hmm. I think, right? When two people or just one person is like, I'm out, um, I'm guilty of that. But, you know, not understanding what it is you could do to bridge these differences because people are so different. Um, And this book really just, I think I've also been thinking about like tenderness and how to connect with people better. Um, and then again, bridge those differences better. So this book to me made it feel like, okay, well, endings aren't always inevitable. Mm -hmm. Um, endings don't always have to go badly or be bad. Um, and again, they weren't like, we don't recommend therapy for everyone. Like that's not how that works. Again, it takes a lot of strength for both parties, but just different things that they spoke about was just mad cool <laughs> like mad cool to see them. do you have a best friend uh yeah i have several i i mean i mentioned them earlier it's like a group of women that i know that i met in undergrad um i also have a best friend from like middle school that it she's the type of person where like i don't i can't i don't have to talk to her for years and then we'll link up yeah. as though you know <clears throat> mm-hmm. we just saw each other yesterday um 
<clears throat> and the people that I keep close right now, um, those that I do consider my best friends, those that I just consider close friends, like I'm always or constantly trying to like navigate again what we mentioned or spoke about earlier is like difference and how do we like it literally boggled my mind because I was like people are so different like we have mm -hmm. different needs the way that we reach each other is also different um and like we were speaking about language like the things that I say to you whether or not my intentions are good may not land on your part the yeah. same way um I could be like hey Mark how's your day going? And, and Mark like, is like, why the hell would you what say What an something? asshole. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? I mean, something like that simple, but it's just, again, we all operate so specifically. I think, you know, I really struggle on these two waves of thought, right? Like philosophically, none of us are unique, right? And we're all the same, but also in the same regard, I also feel like we're all so different mm -hmm. and so like wired extremely differently and extremely uniquely. Um, with our own set of experiences like my sister once told me that the only thing that makes human beings different is the way that we react to a situation otherwise we're all the same i don't think that's true i feel like that's, that's so what's your opinion oh snap here we go what's your opinion what's your let opinion me, let me sit back uh, both only, of you both of the only you. thing that would make us different is how we react to a situation yeah but everything is everything the same. is everything is well no definitely or not, not everything Wait. is the same okay. but like <clears throat> how do i say human beings are so similar right our situations are so similar the things we go through are very similar experience wise experiential wise so the only difference is our reaction how we react to okay. that situation and what it leads to afterward i would say a biggest example of why that's not true is, is music taste right no one no two people in the world have the exact same music taste that has nothing to do with making a choice in the situation yeah. that has to do with what you like and i think it's still debated what part of our bodies our brain or our heart or our, our theoretical soul yeah. um, response to music. But yeah, I'm a spiritual guy. I think our souls are what, you know, it's like that music speaks to me or something like that. Yeah. Or it makes me, you know, feel things. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's something that's going to be different for every single person. Mm -hmm. I like Billy Joel, U2 and, and Toto and everything like that. I'm like, I like them for completely different reasons. And I like very specific songs from those people. And I bet fans of those same people would like different songs that I would hate. Mm -hmm. Like that is... We are very different. Mm. Every person is incredibly different from each other, uh, further than reacting to situations. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I think. I kind of. I'm kind of stuck <laughs> in the middle, to be honest yeah. with you, because I feel sure. like I feel like Thomas brings up a, a good point. I think in the creative. I think everybody in the world, no matter who they are, no matter how old they are, have this creative mindset of what they envision the world yeah. you know everything is a canvas to everybody yeah, and so they look definitely. at it differently and i think that part is true i think you can never look at it the same way as anybody else yeah if somebody was next to you and was looking at the same painting they'd probably look at something completely that different is disgusting because i was going to do a museum analogy <laughs> i was like <laughs> how did you read my mind just now Go. <laughs> but then i think at the same time i think we all deal with the same issues as far as class or like yeah you know relationships or race and stuff like i think the world together did it because as humans we all knew what our issues were because mm -hmm. we could all relate that you know like as you get older the like kids are like it's like something as small as like i don't like that color t-shirt mm -hmm. so when you get older we're like i'm just a broke college kid you are too hey mm -hmm. you know we're related but those are like social statuses classes that yeah. we all deal with yeah but in terms of what we like mm -hmm. i think is a little different you know yeah and then um yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 creatively i think it's very different like 
he brings up a good point. Like I could probably like Billy Joel's songs, but I probably don't like it. I probably don't like the similar song the way mm-hmm. he likes it. Mm-hmm. So we might enjoy it mm-hmm. in the same room, but in a different mindset. In a different way, yeah. yeah. Little Alexa, I remember hearing this and my world was just like, whoa. And then I started thinking about it a bit more and I was like, it's actually more complex than that. I think <clears throat> what you were saying about music taste, Thomas, right? I had thought, again, the museum analogy <laughs> that I was thinking. Um, something that I love about museums, besides them being like awesome. institutions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> besides the like political aspect of it. I love, I love museums. What's um, your favorite one real quick? Yeah. Huh? What's your favorite one? Um, I actually, to? that's so hard. I've been to... Mm, I've been to some around like out outside of the the U.S. Um, my favorite one to go to, I also like going to museums by myself. Um, so one that I go to, I think like I try to go once every year. I haven't gone this year because COVID is MoMA, which is in the city. It's in New York. Um, so mm. I'll always like pick a day out of the year or something like that and go by myself and just see what what's changed. Mm. I've been to Guggenheim. I love Guggenheim. But this is again in New York. Um, when I lived in Madrid, I went to this... Um, museum it's called it's a museum de reina sofia which was really dope that's like my favorite in madrid um yeah i feel like the top ones i have are probably in new york though yeah. <laughs> um but moma's pretty dope moma's pretty dope i think what i also love about museums is how they just change the space like different materials in the same yeah. space and like literally revamp everything i just love that like feeling when you're in a museum it's like being in the airport you know mm. you're like yeah. I think what astounds me <laughs> about museums is that you're there, right? I think when I go alone, this is a very overwhelmingly beautiful feeling. Is like I'm there as my sole person. I know myself. I'm reacting or like taking in these things that I'm looking at, these paintings, these sculptures, the walls, whatever is on display. And I know nobody in the space. Like I know nobody. I don't know how this makes them feel. Like it, it just makes me like, whoa, mm-hmm. I, I'm in awe. Um, because again, I could be looking at the same painting as we were talking about reacting, right? Like I could be looking at the same painting and this remind me of like a a dear memory. And then this person could be looking at it and thinking that it's the shittiest painting ever. You know what I mean? Or it has no connection to them. And I think the way that this one piece of art can connect to so many people and people can have so many different reactions is really beautiful. Have you ever taken, was I think it's called ethics and critical thinking that class? That's my favorite class I've ever taken. No, I've never taken... Oh, I did take an ethics course in undergrad, but the prof was, like, really weird, but I haven't taken that oh, that course. No, I mean, I feel like the weirder the professor, the better. Was it, like, weird with work or weird in the way they presented the topics? I think just, like, weird in how he interacted with the students. He really liked me. <laughs> I don't know how to, like... It was weird. Like, we had a pretty tight connection, but... Um, it wasn't, I think like what we mostly read about was morals and ethics. Um, but then after taking that class, I wanted to take more on ethics and then I never did. Mm-hmm. But that's something that I want to take more of. I've always found it weird you could major in ethics because I'm like, that is literally <laughs> like just a philosophy. Yeah. I would say no, no two people in the world are going to have the same ethics. Exactly. Ethical philosophy, it's right? It's so. standard, yeah. Another reason we're different. <laughs> what were we talking about before the museum thing? I th- you were going to say something and I was like... Talking about friendships, yeah, bonds, yeah, yeah. anger. Yeah, I know you said yeah. in the book, didn't it said that um, something about friendships over uh, like family relationships or like romantic relationships. Yeah. You think that's true? That we let them go quicker than those relationships. Oh no, it was um, are they valued more? 
Or do you think they should be valued more? I think they should be valued more. Me too. I have... I really do. I think... I I was like, wow, what if this philosophy could, I don't know, just disseminate everywhere? Because I think my mom especially, like her... My mom is a very, like, I don't want to sound basic, but like strong, independent woman. Like my mom has one best friend that she's had since high school. And <clears throat> through all the friends that I've had in my life, my mom is always like, well, friends come and go. And I hate that. I hate, I hate that I have, term. Oh my God, it, makes, like, it makes like me crawl under yeah, my skin because like, friends are so valuable to I'm me. Like, like friends. Know, they're, yeah. <laughs> they're, once, they're, once you're my friend, like that's, you're my friend. It's and, a pact. Like, like, there, it, it's, that not, is, yeah, bed. it's like, a ride or die. Oh, yeah. And I've always, I've always absolutely hated that. They're like, you know, don't have a lot of friends. Have like three or four good ones. I'm like all of yeah. them are good ones. Yeah. Like, maybe this was written by someone who wasn't good at making friends. Yeah, yeah. I think that perspective definitely matters. I think mm-hmm. that friendships are so undervalued. Like, I started thinking back to it, and I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that they were friends that I had, right? That I literally, like, cut them off sooner than I would have a partner or a family member. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started to think about why that was <clears throat> and, like, what led to that. And then I never, like, I've never taken on my mom's philosophy of friends come and go because I think it hurts me. Like, yeah. I was, we were talking about this the other day, but friend breakups are so real. They are so real. And sometimes they, I mean, for me, like, most times they've hit more than romantic breakups. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just like, ooh. <laughs> um, and this is the thing, like, people don't talk about it enough. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think people talk about it at all. Um, and how the hell do we navigate things like that? Because I think when we, I think also how we think about romantic relationships, that's just a different framework. Like mm-hmm. familial relationships are a different framework. I think family, we're taught to always like compromise. We're taught to always make up. We're taught that family is mm-hmm. there no matter what. And I'm just like, and in the book, they also talk about what you mentioned earlier, like chosen family, like friends become that, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, so when that bond is just so intertwined and then that, thread becomes severed the hell is where's the instruction manual for that it's terrifying like my my best friend we've been best friends for 10 years and i'm like i have nightmares about the day that like what if something happens Mm. i don't think we would ever get mad at at each other enough to but like what if he dies what if i die dude that's so wild i've been thinking about that i'm like oh my god if this this is like yeah this is other half of my life i know where i mean we're not we're not gay we're we're not gay (laughs) we're not that gay but um i always i think about it i'm like i've always i'm not i'm not like i said i'm spiritual Mm -hmm. i'm loosely religious and i i I believe in fate to a degree Mm -hmm. i've always felt that regardless of what has ever happened in my life if say i never moved to florida I still would have been fated to meet my best friend and we still would have been best friends at some point in life. I feel like, you know, they say, uh, tell me, tell me that's not intimate. What do you mean? That's so intimate. That's such an intimate experience and feeling. Well, Cause it's like, I think about it. I'm like, I don't think there's another person on this planet who, yeah. who would, who would get me like this. Yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like we were made for each other. Yeah. Again, we're not gay. <laughs> There's really good friends. I believe you. I believe you. you know? And that's that's the thing. That's the thing with language is that people think of intimacy as like one-sided. Mm-hmm. Like it only happens in romantic relationships. I talk about this with my friends all the time. Like I literally experience like high levels of intimacy with my close friends than I may have ever in a romantic and that, relationship. That is what I, I've found recently is, is so hard about me g- getting into a romantic relationship mm-hmm. is I'm like, 
I will never like this person as much as I like <laughs> hanging out with my friends ever. Period. And I'm like, and I, that's the thing. Oh, is like, Thomas, I, I've, that's... I've set an un an unrealistic standard, like an, like unreachable standard. <laughs> and so I'm, I I I'll meet a person. What a dilemma. Like, and I really like him, and I'm like. But at the end of the day, if this girl was like, hey, let's hang out, and my and my best friend was like, hey, let's hang out, I'd be like, well, hang out with my best friend. <laughs> and, I love that. And, it, you know, and it, what, what sucks is, like, very rarely, you know, you can you can find a person who, who gets you. Mm-hmm. Not exactly to the same degree, but almost to the same degree as your best friend. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like you're gonna break my heart <laughs> you know, like, like oh that's always that's always been really hard for me i because you know yes I, I i find attractive girls attractive yeah but you know if i'm like i want a girl i want a relationship like a long yeah, one yeah. and i'm like i know there are very few people in this world that i would are very few women in this world that i would just be like you know off of our first interaction i'd be like you are worth yeah pursuing yeah um and it and it really it really just messes messes my mind up because I'm like now I've got all this pressure on myself that I'm like there's like maybe three girls in the world like this <laughs> world and two of them are already gone you know <laughs> billions and millions what are your thoughts Mark um just like friend I don't know I mean I uh I, I guess I would say ever since I was younger um I was pretty close to my family and close mm-hmm. to my cousins mm-hmm. and so as I grew um. And when we moved over here, you know, I didn't really see many of them. Yeah. So I was kind of, okay. I don't know, I think when I was younger, I was kind of fine with that. Like, mm-hmm. I was okay mentally on that. Like, well, yeah. it's just me. Because I didn't really have any brothers or sisters growing up. So it was yeah. just the three of us, like me, my mom, and my dad. And then as you get older, you know, then you start meeting other people. And you're like, whoa, these are like, there's like other people around here. <laughs> and then you're like, whoa, they, they could be like my friends? Like, mm-hmm. that's a new thing. Yeah. And then over time, you know, I don't know, I guess when I was that young, I kind of took it pretty hard, you know, because as you get older, you know, you're, you're just kids. You don't really know like what you're doing. You're just kind of following wherever your parents take you. And then you just kind of follow along how that goes. Mm. And so then as I got older, there wasn't really anybody that I connected to in a way really close to because everybody just kind of went their separate ways. And I took that hard, mm-hmm. especially when I was just like, nine ten you know just because like there was nobody else that was like relatable Mm -hmm. you know that that i would hang out with like out of school um and then over time you know i just figured you know okay maybe that's just it maybe that's maybe it's not like friends come and go maybe it's just like you just get older so you're just gonna have to deal with just life issues and then that's just that's how it works so like going into elementary school and then middle school was like all right, I guess this is how it goes. And then in high school, I was like, all right, this is how this is going to go again for another four years. Mm-hmm. But then that's not what it was. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, all right, well, this is a little strange. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that deals with, like, circumstances and, like, where you are, you know, because yeah. there's definitely a lot of people, especially in high school, which I feel for the most who don't have, like, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't have friends. And then I'm like, dang, oh. that's such a weird feeling for me mm-hmm. because I have friends. Yeah. Sure. And I have amazing, and I have, a like, a, a catalog of friends yeah. that, you know, I vibe with in different circumstances. Mm-hmm. And to see people who don't, it's such a scary it feeling. It breaks Be- my heart. So, so yeah, lonely. Because that was what I had. Yeah. But now <clears throat> seeing it from an outside point is very strange. It's like, whenever, you know, Whenever you go to like a place you work or or another school or something like that, there's always those people. Someone's like, "Hey, don't don't mess with that guy or don't talk to that guy. He's a creep. He's weird." 
And I'm like, well, maybe he's weird or whatever because he doesn't have any friends. And, you know, having friends is incredibly important. And, you know, it's like they, they help you better yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the worst, the worst kind of torture in this world would be not having any friends. And I'm like, if I could do anything to help that person, because uh, I'm like, I know that that is just like, oh, I know for me at least, I would be an absolute mess. Yeah, man. If I'd yeah. My it's friends. tough. Yeah. I think <clears throat> we definitely, again, with understating and undervaluing um, human connection. Like, I really just remember, I feel like in high school too, I was just all over the place. Like, I, I felt like I would talk to people all the time, or just people that either I was closer to, and this is me in general, like, I'm so my grandma, it's ridiculous, mind you, she's almost 80 years old, but I'll be walking the streets pre-COVID, right, and I'll just go up to somebody and start talking to them, you know, like, I literally, that's just how I am, like, Mm -hmm. I want, I want to, as soon as I walk out of my door, like, I want to connect with somebody that day, and I want, I don't know, someone to feel seen, or someone to be heard, or someone to just have that, like, I think human connection is just so beautiful, and there's such a huge difference between being alone and experiencing loneliness. And I think loneliness is like such a spiral because again, thinking about how many people there are in this earth and not having to be, or not being able to connect with somebody in the ways that we're talking about that are Mm -hmm. so unique and so cool and beautiful. And I think something too, that I, I wanted to rewind back to Thomas is how you had mentioned like friendships versus romantic relationships and how, there's this fear of going into romantic relationship because of heartbreak, right? So it's interesting because you think about the end before it even mm-hmm. begins. But do we do that with friendships? No. I guess, you don't, I, I guess, right? No, you don't. You, I, I guess with friendships, you can you, you like can already why? predict it. with you, Maybe with a like, romantic sense, you can kind of predict that this might go the way it plans. But with friends, you don't really predict that you'll ever see the end. No, it's like you can... That's so... I'm like wondering. You know? You, with friends, yeah. You yeah. never... You never predict you, like, you, I guess, over. I guess yeah. you never... <laughs> You can never. <laughs> you can never predict how good of a, fr- a friends will be with somebody. That's you, true too. You, you can if you're fr- if you two people if you're like talking that, with somebody. Yeah, that is yeah. true. And you're like you're, you're really vibing. That's cool. Yeah. But at that point, you still have no idea how close of friends you're gonna be. Yeah. And it's like I guess at that point, it's hard to predict. You could be like, yeah, we're good friends, but if we never saw each other again, you know, I wouldn't be hurt. Yeah. But like, you know. Unless it happens and you're like, yeah. damn. Because yeah. I'm wondering scary. if it has to do with, like, again, how we think about these relationships. Because I think <clears throat> I'm wondering if we are pre-exposed to the idea that romantic relationships are more vulnerable and there's more there's more at risk, right? There's more to yeah. lose. Yeah. Um, but mm. I feel that way with friendships, too. Oh, again, no. when we're... It's I'm a just toughie. Like, it's not a right? toughie. I'm, I'm in a... I'm in a predicament right now i'm trying it's to figure tough. it out no it, it no it, it's it's so it's so tough yeah i feel like I've, I've i've realized i've made this revelation like i had had my first like serious girlfriend and then mm-hmm. i came to that conclusion i was like i know i don't enjoy being with this person as much as i enjoy being with my friends mm. and is that is it even is it even really worth keep uh, keeping if that's mm. the case and yeah just like you know, you, 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 you can see it. Like I, I've dated other girls since then. Yeah. And early into the relationship, mm. I'm just like, yeah, this isn't going to work. Like, I know that it's like, there's going to get to a point where I'm like, it's just not going to like, we're, we're, we're cool right now. We're having fun. It's great. Yeah. But I'm like, no, there's going to be a point where I'm sorry. I don't like you that much. Yeah. Yeah. And it sucks. And it it's, prevents, <laughs> prevents me from even wanting to try and be with another person mm. because I'm like, I already know I'm not going to like you as much as. 
but then Dang. but <laughs> yeah but i don't know that yeah it's yeah. just the idea where it's like true i think that's like the sacrifice you have to you're like willing to make as far as like where that energy goes as far as the re- like the relationship and the friendships yeah because i think with us it's like i think the one thing i uh take for granted mm-hmm. is knowing that if something like falls hard on me whether it's like in a relationship or something mm-hmm. i could always fall back on my friends because mm-hmm. they force me to you yeah. know be with them yeah. you know as be much present. in that feeling that you don't want to they yeah, dang. you know that. and that's the type of friends you want that's the type of brothers or sisters you mm-hmm. want that's what when you don't have it you know as exactly. far as like me yeah um yeah i guess with with me as far as like relationships it's like i guess like for example like with the guys like each one of them <laughs> reminds me of myself in my own little way Dang, so when i that hit me so mm-hmm. hard you right know now. they yeah. all they all are like things i wish i was <laughs> to a certain degree yeah you know that's like so true and yeah. i think that's too not to interrupt sorry Mark, no no yeah. but that's also what's beautiful about friendships is how they can be reflections of ourselves yeah but also how to make ourselves better yeah I from, think it's a challenge yourself. for me yeah. it's like it's, it's like see i it, just want to be mm-hmm. as good as you but i know i won't but I'm happy that you are in my life exactly. for that, you know? Like, um, this is not as personal, but, you know, like, Thomas is very intelligent. I wish I was just as intelligent. Or, yeah. like, you know, our friend Josh. I wish I was <laughs> just as, like, just go for it, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's the challenge, and I think that's the reason why we stick with those relationships, because they're a challenge for us to be like, I want to be like you. Mm-hmm. And then fine. vice versa. They'll yeah. never tell you, but I mean, that's, that's the <laughs> you vulnerability. Know you, they, you know, there you go. You know it's there. It's the yeah, vulnerability. Yeah. It's the acceptance of being like, um, you know, like we consciously you all know. Yeah. And that's why you all stick together. Exactly. And that's why the fights and the bickers are always so mm-hmm. hilarious to watch because it's like, that's what friends are for. Yeah. Um, and then I guess with relationships, it's like, you know, it's I guess that's a tough one because it's like you said, it's that separation that we just had when it comes to friends or, or, or relationships mm-hmm. that we never talk about. And then it's the <laughs> idea of being with that person. Because, you know, we've talked about this. Like, it's just, for me, I guess it's, I can understand Thomas's or, like, you know, troubles. Because it's, you know, you always want to look at somebody that you're going to be with Mm -hmm. and being like, is this going to be the person? You know, you don't want to, like, go in, go like, expecting it to be like, all right, well, this is, like, this is this now. And then move on to the next one because it might not work out. But, no, you should, that's the present moment. That's what it should be for you. And if it's good and if it goes well then live it you know what i mean and if it doesn't it's okay because it's tough life is tough <laughs> like breaking bro. a sweat thinking mm. about it yeah, yeah man relationships are tough and they're not easy you're it's saying, hard so for there's, everyone there's two things i have right so i think what's interesting about the book that i mentioned it's, it's called big friendship how to keep each other close and then i also think about very often is like how do we let each other go um yeah, <laughs> that maybe i'll write a book i don't want to think about that um no wanna... no no it's just just a thought just it's you know tough, food for thought man. putting out there and i think going off of mark oh, like god because <laughs> letting go like consciously yeah oh yeah no I, that's a I my think, heart is like racing right now i think that's a muscle i'm pretty chill but i think i think i'm like is it this is not caffeinated i think for me it's the it's the muscle you have to build for that i think for me consciously it's it's the muscle i've had to build of like being okay with that you know yeah. it's fine you're you're gonna be okay yeah and when you have people around you that distract you for the moments that are, they are they're great you know yeah. and they don't last and you know they're hard to get through yeah but jesus it's it's a beautiful thing yeah you know what i, I mean? think to go off what you just mentioned too like to sorry before that one <laughs> um 
is like going into a romantic relationship and then thinking for the short term. Like I think time is also just something that boggles my mind with relationships is like, how do you know when I, I like struggle with living in the present and also living in the past and the future. Like I'm mm-hmm. literally on every time, like temporal dimension. Um, so I'm like, how do you again be present with what it is for what it is at that moment? Mm-hmm. Right. Rather than either wanting something to be more, wanting something to be less, like how do we mm. accept things for how they come to us? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For the quantity or the quality that they are. We started this conversation talking about SpongeBob. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. So when you say letting go, you mean like letting go in a case of like inevitable demise, or like letting go in the case of like we don't talk very much anymore, and you know I don't think we're really that really friends anymore. Say the first one again. I would say you know letting go in case someone dies. Mm. You know. I feel like that would be that'd be really tough, but it'd be That's easy. Tough. It would be easier to do that than it would be to consciously <laughs> understand like this person I was really good friends with at one oh, point. Yeah, we're yeah. not we're not friends anymore. You know, I I think about that a lot actually because you spoke about like your best friend passing away and what that would look like. And I think during COVID, I've I've had this huge tunnel of existential thought as I usually do about how like no day no day is guaranteed at this point mm-hmm. you know i feel like maybe it doesn't sound that dramatic but i think I've, I've every day is something that we can't expect whatever that may look like and um what i feel regretful for the relationships i've let go or the people that i've let go or the people whatever that looks like um if i lost them if i lost them in that way um <clears throat> and so i had been thinking about that a lot and i think in terms of letting go it would be easier <laughs> if it if it they were like I don't want to say that like a, a life was ended <laughs> they were demolished um, rather than knowing that that person is roaming the earth and you don't know how they're doing yes I think about that all the that's, time <laughs> that, that is what I would, think about that all the time that is yeah. what would be so much harder is if they're dead they're dead they're not in the, they're not in the world anymore yeah I think that grieving looks different but, but if you I have to let go of someone because you're just not friends anymore. It's like, you know, they're out there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, damn, what if I run into that person? Yeah. yeah. Or like, what if, what if they have died and I don't know anything? Yeah. Tell if... me how I think about that with like, I told Mark this the other day, literally like people I knew in middle school, like people that probably don't even think about me anymore, oh, but like things yeah. that were significant. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, that's... I think about that too. I'm like, they say... Just connections over. Yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. It's crazy to think about. I mean, what's that? Um, they say there's like five senses, but there's actually more than that. And one of those senses is the ability to understand that each individual person has their own lives. Um, so something that my grandma tells me a lot is to always <clears throat> go out into the world with love, um, and to enter. I don't know connections that you have with on the basis of love and so i think that that's something that i'd advise um anyone if you know how to to just come from a place of loving <laughs> um tenderness perspective and be able to constantly build human connection um, i think it's one of the greatest gifts that you could ever have my name is Alexa Madrid, and this is The Power of Four. And now presenting Drea.